N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 365 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY Underground. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And there's nobody in the lower. Oh, right hey. Is this right-hand corner? It's the right-hand corner. Lower okay. right. Okay. No SGR today. Uh, on, on the show. Side. Okay. Is there any NFL games on today? Maybe he's oh. getting, maybe he's getting uh, prepped for uh, Sunday. Okay, getting prepped. Sounds good. Hopefully, I sound good. It's been a it's been a long week. Hopefully, I have use of both of my eyes throughout the course of the show. So let's try to get through this. Okay. I actually, I know we want to get through this, but you got to explain a little bit because we didn't talk about this off air, and you told me your eyes are going out. This is a this could be serious. That's serious. It happens all the time. Okay. So. Oh, so that makes it less a really, I've had a really bad head cold this week, and sometimes it gets it goes <sighs> into my eye, and I don't have use of my eye for a little while. Okay, that's see right un- now, so that's unreal. Good for you. I'm driving like that. Okay. Yeah, it's great. I hope you feel better, man. Don't. What we do hope you do is, uh, if you're in the live chat right now, like and subscribe to NYYU. Uh, if you're, it's going to be easy for me to get through this show, I can tell already. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating and review. And, you know, tell a friend. Tell your neighbors. Tell everybody about NYYST and NYY Underground. Okay? Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. It's like do a pyramid scheme, but yeah, of the pyramid for scheme, us. it's just you telling everybody about NYYST. Right. Okay? For us. Okay. Watch us, tell us, tell about you. How okay. do we okay? Okay, watch us, watch you. All right, and watch us talk about the the Hall of Fame. So yes, it was yesterday, right? A couple, I don't know. It's yeah, been a long yesterday, week. day before. I think it's been two days now a long week uh for me but a couple days ago i believe i think it was on tuesday because the tweet finally kind of died out today uh so it had to be tuesday i tweeted this uh so the 2024 class uh hall of fame class was announced i believe it if i'm missing anybody please forgive me but joe mauer adrian beltray and todd helton uh all got in and conspicuous by his absence was one gary sheffield among others, but, uh, you know, Alex Rodriguez, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, but the list goes on. But I, Gary Sheffield got kind of close. I think he had some, some like 60% of the vote. He ended up with 63.8 or something. So he got pretty close. And, uh, <laughs> you know, this isn't really like a knock on, you know, and this is what I don't understand is like I fans are like showing like you can go on baseball reference and compare two guys side by side. And they're like Joe Mauer next to Gary Sheffield. And like you can't really do that because a it's not fair to Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame. This isn't like, well, there was only one spot and they gave it to Joe Mauer. They just didn't. These idiot sports writers just didn't vote for Gary Sheffield. Uh, so let's. Let's take it back a little bit. Let's not denigrate what Joe Maurer meant to the game in baseball and, and the Hall of Fame career that he had because you want Gary Sheffield. And that's number one. Can I just say one thing on that? I, I don't think the comparisons were were had a di- I don't think the comparisons were Joe Maurer didn't deserve to be there. No, but they're saying I but, think it was saying, look, this guy is clear this no one debates Joe Maurer's a Hall of Famer. But some of the people then, that were doing that were saying that. Like, oh, Maurer, why did Maurer get in? Well, Sheffield you get those get assholes in. who get, like, But also, you right? have to understand that Joe Maurer's a catcher. His offensive numbers should not look like a guy who was a premier slugger for a decade and a half. Right. No, I agree. But I think it just, it strengthens the case of Joe Maurer's is undoubtedly a, a Hall of Famer. And look at Sheffield's numbers compared to that. I mean, Sheffield's a 500, you got 500 career home runs. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he was one of the most feared hitters of when I was, you know, kind of 
growing up there in my teens and early 20s, right? You know, in the mid-90s, early 2000s, he was one of the most feared hitters. Like, And I was absolutely ecstatic when the Yankees signed him. I was always a big fan of Gary Sheffield's uh, before he came here. That bat waggle alone is should get him into I, the Hall of I Fame. I still do it when I pick up a It's absolutely, I, I mean, it's absolutely iconic, the bat waggle. And the, the guy hit, look, does he have a, a quote, stain? Sure. Okay. He's what's the what, stain? The steroids stain. Did he get, did he test positive for steroids? A lot of these guys didn't test positive for steroids. Barry Bonds didn't. Roger Clemens didn't. Did David Ortiz? His name was on the list. And is he in there? I can't, you cut out. David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer, pal. Oh, sorry. I just, I don't see a stain then. I, I don't think that is a, it, it's just not an excuse. Well, the uh, stand is that uh, Gary Sheffield might not be a likable guy. Uh, Alex Rodriguez might not be a likable guy. Barry Bonds might not be a likable guy. Dave Ortiz is a likable guy. Oh, so that's the, that's the standard now. That's the standard now. Okay, might have done steroids. Is he likable? Okay. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, to me, I let all the stuff, even if he, you did test positive, which Alex Rodriguez did. He was suspended for PED use, for Christ's sake. I let him in. I let him all in. You know, A-Rod's one thing. I haven't... I'm 100% confident you take away the steroids and he still is one of the greatest players to ever live. <clears throat> but there's one player that that argument is... It's just a no-brainer. If you look, and it's such a shame this... This guy did steroids, and, and and that's all you think of him in Barry Bonds because his numbers pre-steroids are just insane. Probably not the most prolific home run hitter of all time, but he's still a Hall of Famer. Easily a Hall of Famer. It's easy. The home runs were just a bonus at that point. No, you're not walking Barry Bonds with the bases loaded if uh, he's not right. on juice. But right, but, he, but he's, hey, he's still he's, going. Maybe he's not on juice if 90% of the pitchers he's facing aren't on juice. Right, that's why I don't blame any of these guys that did it. And I don't personally care one way or the other if guys weren't on it. Like, I don't know. Would it bother you if you found out that Derek Jeter or Bernie Williams were shooting needles? Um, Bernie Williams, no. Derek Jeter, yes, because there's a different level there's something different about Jeter through that era that makes him even that much more. That great. it was clean. That it should. Yes. That that makes his greatness like stand on a different and like, level. And like, here's the thing: ever since MLB really got exposed, it wasn't the players that got exposed. Everyone knew what the players were doing. It was MLB that got exposed. And since MLB put in these these restrictions and these guidelines, now you look at a guy and you say, "Okay, you're you're fucking dumb." Like, let's just stop now. Like Robbie Cano. Like Robbie Cano, I mean, come on, just retire. Who was who? Was, D Gordon didn't was it D Gordon that got busted twice? Who got busted twice? Smaller guy, was it D Gordon? Steroids. Who got busted for? I can't remember who it was. It was, it was a, a it was, it was a, a net pitcher guy. You thinking no, of a I'm thinking of a second baseman. Pretty sure he played for the. The Marlins. I don't know. Somebody, maybe somebody in the chat could tell us, but I don't think so. Um, but anyway, at this point, you're right. But but beyond that, beyond the whole steroids thing, the it's such a it's such a shame because like the Baseball Hall of Fame is one of the most prestigious things you could think of, and it's just tarnished now, in my opinion. But there's you act like there's not like guys in there that have done way worse things than taking steroids. Right. And it's like it was D. Gordon, yeah. I'm right. Was it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, D. Gordon. Gordon did steroids, huh? Twice. I'm pretty sure he got busted twice. But you know Crazy. it gets to a point where it's like of course these guys deserve to be in, right? Of course Beltre's a Hall of Famer. Of course, Joe Maurer is a Hall of Famer, but is Todd Helen a compiler? He's a compiler, but like five hundred. I don't know if he did. 
I mean, it just blows my. I see. Here's where here's where you you have an issue here. Todd Helton, three hundred sixty nine career home runs. He does have a three sixteen career batting average, but and a career played in Colorado. Ever won an MVP? I mean. That's where you can have you can argue with me on that one. Like uh, you, I don't think there's an argument with Joe Mauer. I don't think there's an argument with Adrian Beltre. But if you're looking at Todd Helton and Gary Sheffield, I mean, Here, and, here's where the writers lost it for me. Did you know that Billy Wagner missed by five? What did he missed by like five votes? Really, I thought Billy Wagner was going to get in. Yeah, Gary Sheffield, two ninety two career average. So it's not like he was a. a a pure slugger. He was a good hitter. Yeah. Nine-time All-Star, 509 career home runs. I mean, the, the guy belongs in the friggin' Hall of Fame. I mean, it just... Listen, it, here's, <sighs> here's, where it all, here's where it all crumbles for the Raiders. Again, I'll go back to David Ortiz. I, I'll be honest with you. Hate me for it. I love David Ortiz. I think he absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he doesn't. No, I know you're not. But what I'm saying is, my argument is not David Ortiz shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. It's if David Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame, then the steroid excuse no longer holds water. It no longer makes sense. You can't have that for one guy and not the other when it, the other guy is Alex Rodriguez or Gary Sheffield or Roger Clemens because they were... Tell me if... Okay, you have uh, one spot left in the Hall of Fame. Who's getting in, David Ortiz or Alex Rodriguez? Uh, I would probably put A-Rod in. Okay. Who's getting in, David Ortiz or Roger Clemens? Roger Clemens. Okay. So now we're, t- now we're, again, David Ortiz should be in the Hall of Fame. But now we're taking a guy who, there's other guys out there that, that had the same stain. The stain, same stain, not as good. He's not as good as them. So why is David Ortiz there? Because he made he made you laugh. That's where the joke comes in now for me. Yeah, I mean, I hope that Gary Sheffield gets in. You wonder why he's trending, and I do wonder why he's trending a little higher than some of the other guys that have been tied to this stuff. He's he can't get in. Isn't it done? This was his last year, dude. Was it? He's been on the ballot 10 years already? Yes, this was his oh. final year, man. Yeah, right. Right, because he retired in 09, so that means he would have been eligible in 14. This is it, dude. Oh, my God. That's what I makes really this hope, even more egregious. I really hope that the, somebody puts him in. Like, he goes on one of those committees and he gets in. He deserves it, man. Crazy. Crazy. No, it's... It, it's just you have to take a look at some of these things and and just wonder why you know like did Gary Sheffield didn't get in, dude. Make a section of the Hall of Fame the steroid era. Just do it. You want a stain? You want him to have a stain? Let him have a stain. But the guy deserves to be there, man. Here's the thing, though. What has he been convicted of? Allegedly, nothing. Nothing. That's why, and I, you know, and I read something by Bob Clappish yesterday, and it makes sense, right? I still put a rod in the Hall of Fame, right? I would, if I had a vote, I'd vote for Alex Rodriguez, but it makes sense. A rod was suspended for performance enhancing drug use, so at least he is somebody that got caught doing it. And was so tied I, to it while he was playing. So I get it. You suspended for PED use. When was Barry Bonds suspended? And like, and Sheffield, it's like, I feel like this was talked about well after. Like, Sheffield was never, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not remembering back then. But like, I never, like, okay, A-Rod, synonymous with roids, right? Clemens, synonymous with, with roids. Bonds, obviously. But I never thought Gary Sheffield in steroids. 
we've heard his i mean i've heard his name with the whole i Balco know we've thing. heard it but was that at the same time we heard of these other the whole Balco. i mean i think he was linked to balco so however long ago that was just crazy man but that's why he i mean that's exactly why he's not in why <laughs> why else would you not put in a player of his caliber crazy what other guys that have 500 home runs are not in the hall of fame except for guys he, that have he was mean because he's not the nicest guy. He might not be the nicest guy. He's a meanie. So, I mean, a lot of people did get upset by that. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Gary get in, but it's it's not in the cards for him. And then nothing against any of the guys that did get in. And, I mean, you know, you're a 316 career hitter. I mean, close to 400 home runs. I can't say that you don't deserve it. I'm probably not voting for Todd Hillen, but Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer are no-brainers to me. Especially Beltre. I can't believe Beltray. I can't. When did he retire? This was his first year on the ballot. Yeah, I know. But so how many years until you're on the ballot from you? Uh, five years. So he retired in 18. This was his first. I can't believe Beltray retired all the way back in 18 already. Or 77. See, he didn't get the 500, but I would put, I'd still put him in. I would put him in. He got 477, career 286, and 93 uh, career war. I think he deserves it. Three, but Adrian Beltre, but here's the magic number for him 3,100 hits. Yeah, that's a huge number. Huge, huge. China. Okay. So look, take a look at Joe Maurer here. Maurer? Maurer won an MVP. I mean, he, Three three oh six career hitter. Then again, those numbers don't jump out at you. One forty three career home runs, fifty five career WAR, twenty one hundred. But he twenty one hundred hits as a catcher is really good. He he won three batting titles. I mean, how are you going to say the guy doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I would love to see Mauer's numbers side by side with Jorge Posada's. Somebody he, did that already. Somebody did. I mean, was he that much better of an offensive catcher than Jorge Posada? I mean, Jorge's not a 300 career hitter. I know he's not a 300 career hitter, but. All right, so remember. All right, so look at this. I just told you 21-23 on the hits, 143 on the home runs, and 306 on the batting average, right? Okay. Jorge Posada. All right, so Mauer's. Uh, Career war was higher, 55 to 42. Uh, he has 500 more hits because Georgie only had 1,600. Uh, Posada had a lot more home runs, 275, and he was a 273 career hitter. You think if Posada gets to 300 home runs and over 2,000 hits, he's he's in the Hall of Fame? Should be. I mean, he's a borderline case for me right now. Yeah. The borderline case. I can't – I mean uh, – I'm not going to sit here and argue it because people are going to be like, oh, you're only saying that because he's a Yankee. And, of course, we did see pretty much every game the guy played. A little biased. A little biased in that sense. If somebody wants to put him in or doesn't, I'm not going to have a strong opinion either way. But I think he's close. I really do think George uh, Jorge Posada is close. Someone in the chat made a good point, and I was thinking about this too. Um, Matt were DH'd and played first, right? Jorge caught his whole career. Pretty much. Greg Hughes, little shout out, thank you. That's that's got to play in a little. So, what are you trying to say that Mauer doesn't belong? I absolutely not. I love Joe Mauer. I think Joe Mauer was a Hall of Fame player. What do you think is closer to the Hall of Fame, Posada or Andy Pettit? <sighs> Pettit. One in. If you Pettit. got to put one in, well, here's a good question for you. Um, if I had to put one in, I'll answer your question first. It would be Pettit. I think Pettit's postseason career is just unbelievable. You're not really supposed to look at that. It doesn't matter. You know they do. Um, got absolutely a, bombarded in some of those starts in the postseason. I know. But listen, here's a good question for you. If Pettit wasn't a borderline, if he was a definite Hall of Famer, does he become the second nice guy steroid user to get into true the he's got the stain he does have the, would he be would he be snubbed because there, of the stain but there you just said i didn't even want you talk about andy pettit is that the, is that at the forefront of your mind well no 
No, but is it when when you bring up Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, all these other yes. guys, is that yeah, there's a difference right there. But it really I mean, again, maybe I'm just not I'm not recollecting recollecting the memory properly, but I never put I never associated Sheffield with I just must not have cared about Sheffield enough to associate him with all the steroid use. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if he would have been a warm and fuzzy guy and, you know, he maybe he'd be in. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's this year's class. Next year's class. I want to go over this with you before we get into something more current. Uh, these are the notable names that are going to be on the ballot for the first time in 2025. And I'll go in uh, reverse order because uh, I want to save this guy for last. Um, this will. This is really going to make you feel old. And just let me know. Mother, all right. Let me. God damn it! All right, here we go. And let me know if you, or just say yes or no when I read their names, uh, whether they belong or not. Okay. All right. Troy Tulowitzki. No. Ben Zobrist. No. As much as uh, I love Zobrist, no. Brian McCann. I'd have to look at his numbers. To me, at least in my mind, he's a borderline. In Kinsler, yes, right. Kinsler in the Hall of Fame, maybe not. I'd have to. It's tough for me because I, I I'd have to. No, no, not in Kinsler. No. Basically, what we're trying to do right now is that if you hear his name, it should be an automatic no, yes or no. Then no. Then no. <clears throat> excuse me, Adam Jones. No. Hanley Ramirez. Who? Hanley Ramirez. I can't even remember on the track when then he then he went to the Red Sox I would say no after that oh point. right 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 then Russell no. Martin no uh Curtis Granderson no and now here are the four guys that I think will get in at least eventually Felix Hernandez absolutely Dustin Pedroia yes uh Ichiro that's obvious first ballot you think he'll go unanimously uh possibly he should he He absolutely should here's the one that that you have to answer honestly and not with your heart cc sabathia absolutely yes first ballot not maybe not first ballot but yeah he's a hall of fame i I think he should go on the first ballot and i'm not just saying that because i love cc he should if if he's going in he should go in first ballot cc sabathia is one of my favorite yankees of all time um He's got the 3,000 strikeouts, right? Yes. What else? What's his winning percentage? Do they even care about that? I mean, what was his career? Yeah, 250 rate? wins. Wow. That's going to be, a, that's, that might be the new 300. For sure. What's his, what's his career ERA? That's, it's high. 398? 374. That's high. That's high for a guy that you want to put. Yeah, but here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing about CC why I loved him. Putting him in on that run with Milwaukee. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing with CC though. He knew when he could play the game. I mean, like he knew if his team has a seven-run lead. Hey, I don't need to walk guys. I need to just throw strikes. If they hit me, they hit me. And that's it. And he didn't get cute. CC was always that guy, and that's maybe why he has a little bit of inflated ERA. CC pitched. CC did pitch to the scoreboard. We we know that from watching that's, him. It was smart, but his ERA is inflated because he had a couple of rough. I mean, he really did have a couple of rough years with the Yankees. Remember, twenty fifteen, he pitched to nearly five ERA. His final season was four nine five. When was his final season? Nineteen. That's why he's on the ballot this year, this coming year. Damn. Yeah, man. I maybe I think the two fifty and the and the three thousand plus strikeouts get him there. I don't know first ballot. I don't know if they're gonna get him in first ballot. And Pedroia, I, mean, I don't think Pedroia will be either. I think it will take him a few years. See, here's it. I don't know now. I don't know if Pedroia's got enough to go to to be a Hall of Famer. I think that people will definitely make a case for him. He's not a career 300 hitter. He fell just short at 299. He only has 140 home runs, 
second baseman, but still only 140 home runs. You got to give me a number that stands out. 1800 hits. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Maybe he's not, man. And it, and it sucks. I mean, his career was definitely shortened. Oh, look, injury. And, yeah, I mean, 18, he might have been, if you look at his 18 and 19 years, if he would have played full seasons, he might be a Hall of Famer. He played three games in 2018, and he played six in 2019. And he always tried to come back, but it just, he never came back from it all. I mean, if he would have been able to put in full, and then look, even in 2017, he played 105 games. I mean, that's where it, that's where he loses it. He doesn't have yeah. the longevity. You can't put Dustin Pedroia in and tell me Don Manley is not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I agree with that. I do think that Ichiro is definitely going in next year, for sure. He should. Where do you stand on McCann? Look it up. Say go look. I don't, I don't know his numbers, but just on just thinking about it, I'd have to imagine he's at least borderline for a catcher. The thirty career war is not great. Fifteen hundred hits, two eighty two on the home runs, two sixty average. I don't think he makes it. Uh, he nah. probably. I don't even know if he gets enough to be on the ballot the following year. I gotta say, I didn't know Pedroia's numbers were there. I'm saying there's no way he makes the Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's the one thing he does have going for him, but I mean that that's not that's not a prerequisite. I mean it's something in his if you're voting it's like it's in his it's, resume. It's, yeah. it's in his resume, yeah. The only so. thing that might help Pedroya is that there's I mean, at least next year, there's not much competition. But but again, if you're looking at who you're gonna vote in next year, Felix Hernandez has gotta go in, right? At some definitely. point. And so does Cece. Both of those guys have to go in before uh, Dustin Pedroia does. I don't think Pedroia gets in at all. I think Curtis Granderson's got a much better uh, case than, than uh, what's-his-face. Who were we just talking about? Pedroia? Yeah. He's got more. He's got, <laughs> excuse me, 1,800 hits, 344 on the home runs. His batting average sucks, 249. He's not a Hall of Famer, but I think you can make a better case <laughs> for, for Curtis Granderson. Curtis had a bulk of those home runs with the Yankees, right? He had a couple big fucking home run years with the Yankees. In his uh, three years with the Yankees, let's see here. In 2013, he was hurt, so they're not going to be there. But in uh, 2011, he had he had back-to-back 40 home run years. He had 41 yeah, right? and 11 so. and, and 43 in 2012, and he led the American League and runs batted in in uh, 2011 with 119. So wow. people forget how really good Curtis Granderson was for this team. Yeah, definitely not a Hall of Famer. Definitely not clutch either because he stunk in the fucking postseason, but yeah. he was really good in, in the regular season. Yeah. So guys that are not uh, Hall of Famers and actually not a part of any team right now. So right before we came on, uh, David Robertson, old pal, signed with the Texas Rangers. That deal could be worth up to $12 million for this season. Crazy. Uh, another old pal of oldest Chapman signed with the Pirates for $10.5 million. Pirates got that type of money now? Such a weird move, isn't it? Yeah, the Pirates sign of Rollers Chapman. I mean, it's an investment for prospects, basically, because if he's good, he's going to get traded at the deadline again. So it's right. an investment for prospects. Right. Probably a smart move, but you're, that's a big gamble, dude. I mean, are they try, Are they expecting to maybe compete this year? I don't no, think so. There's no way. Are they going to build a team around Rollers Chapman? I mean, it, but he's a, he, was, he could be a useful piece out of the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely what you're saying, and it's still a big risk. For sure, because if he first sucks. Of all, first of all, how many, if you're going to use him as a true closer, how many closing opportunities does he even get before the deadline? Playing for the Pirates. 25. <laughs> Maybe. Excuse me. So, uh, there's money out there, right? You look at some of these contracts that have been signed, like Frankie, like Robertson, $12, $12 million. Seems like a lot, especially at his age. A role as Chapman, given his history, getting close to 11. Frankie Montas hasn't pitched in two years, got $16 million. Sevy got, what, 13 from the Mets? Something like that? Given his Always injury, done. given his injury history and the fact that he was terrible last year. I know these are short-term deals, but still, it's a lot of money. 
uh, what did we say? Who else? Uh, Lucas Giolito is not any good. He got $19 million from uh, the Red Sox. On, uh, two for like, what did he get? Two for 38 or something like that. Makes Marcus Stroman's deal look like a bargain in comparison to some of these other yeah. uh, these other deals. So there's money out there, but the big money is not being spent right now by anybody. Because if you take Yoshinobu Yamamoto out of, out of it, and Otani too, because I think both of those things were foregone conclusions. Otani didn't really want to go anywhere but LA, so it, nobody else I don't think was really ever in the mix. So it kind of just you know Yamamoto played the game with the Yankees and Mets, but take those guys out of it. The three big remaining free agents are, are still there, and you don't really hear anything about either or about any of them. Blake Snell, uh, Jordan Montgomery, and, and Cody Bellinger—they're still out there. These are guys that you that you thought. You know, we're about three weeks away from spring training. These guys, you know, we're coming up on it. These guys got to sign contracts soon here. I just don't understand. I just don't understand why the Yankees were so willing to throw so much money at a guy who I wanted for sure, but a guy like you said, uh, never threw a pitch in, in Major League Baseball. Why they were so willing to do that. And they don't seem as willing to secure a guy like Snell right now. Look, I'm not sitting here saying I don't see the risk in Blake Snell. That walk rate scares you. Yeah. And, but and look, the fact that he doesn't stay healthy should scare you. But look, but, he's, coming, he's coming off a of Cy Young. He's still fairly young, right? 30, 31. I don't like the guy, but the truth is the he Yankees... catching no Rona. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, when he was on his trip. Yeah, he's he such a. Did he play the COVID year or did he? I don't remember. Uh, I remember I him know. saying that, but I don't know if he played that year or not. He did it on like a Twitch stream, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but like, oh, he did he, play because I remember the, going over his numbers. The Yankees need a pitcher. Blake Snell. Is someone they offered who, they they offered him a contract? Are you saying the contract is insulting what they offered him? No, what I'm saying is, why are we not progressing with it? Why did it just go away? Because if you believe the reports, they're very far apart on money. I thought very, it was a little more money or one more year. Yeah, well, then it came out that the Yankees said six for one fifty, which is twenty five a year, which is less than what they're paying Carlos Rodon. So, I mean, maybe that's got a, a bug up his ass. But also, apparently, then we heard that Boris said 9 for 270 is what he wants from, from a team. What If the Yankees can make one move to bolster the starting rotation, what's your move? Of all the realistic and or available moves right now. I mean, realistically, do you want to trade for somebody? Are you talking about trades or... or... Well, if we're talking about <laughs> trades, do we know for sure who's available? Because, like, if you're telling me Shane Beaver's available. Is Shane Beaver better than – I don't think Shane Beaver is better. At this point right I now, I think he's less of a risk and he's – He's less of a – And he's more dependable. Uh, he's coming off an injury-plague season, and his fastball velocity has been down the last couple of years. Has it been down the last couple of years? Yeah. Um. No, I know he's coming off, and they're not going to give him, but... and they're not going to give him away. That's the thing. You're going to have to pay a premium, some some sort of premium for him. So who else is out there? Cease. You like Dylan Cease? He had a bad year, right? He had an off year. Fip is good. He takes the ball every five days. I mean, he's a maybe he he's a he's a change of change of scenery guy. Get who? him in here with Dylan Cease. He's a change of scenery guy. Maybe what you say out... was good? His Fip. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Converting? What are you? But I'm saying these are things that people look at. Like his ERA was high, but his FIP stayed consistent throughout his career. I want consistency, but I also want a guy who moves the needle. So maybe ceases that. He could move the needle. Oh, he de- No, no, no. I'm, I'm telling you, I definitely believe he does. I, but I, but I think Bieber does too. No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Bieber risk. does. <laughs> I don't know if Bieber does right now. I think Cease. I think Cease definitely could. I like. I think Cease's reliability factor, mixed in with his potential, and you have and him the, for two years. I I honestly I, I maybe Cease is the move. 
If he, but again, is he available? Yes, just, he's been available, but no one wants to pay the price. Though? Yeah, I mean that's what we've been hearing. That nobody wants to pay the price tag on him. That's not just the Yankees. So I feel like teams used to make it more clear who was on the block and who wasn't. Now I feel like it's so much more speculation than it ever used to be. Well, a lot of it now is with social media. You're just looking at guys whose contracts might be coming up, you know. That's why people think Corbin Burns is on the block, but I don't think he really is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if he, I think he could be an... Uh, uh, what do you call it? A, a deadline guy. If the Brewers are the way out we're of it. talking right now, I think you've convinced me. Maybe Cease is is the way to go. But I mean, for guy- me, like I would rather. It's going to cost you Spencer Jones. I'd rather keep Spencer Jones at this point and, and and try to lock in Snell on like a short term high money deal. I'd rather spend money than than prospects in this department only because a guy like Snell is available. So if you want to be the team who doesn't want to give up Spencer Jones, anything like that, then fine. You don't have to. You can just spend money then. So do it. It's what we've, we've talked about this a lot, is that I don't think there's a, there's a, a real like slam dunk answer. Like when we, said, when we said the Yankees needed left-handed outfielders, what was the initial reaction? Well, what was everybody on the tip of everybody's tongue? What did everybody say? The hundred percent consensus was Soto. Exactly. So, what's the hundred percent consensus, or the night, or where you can get a majority of people to agree on of what they should do to improve the pitching staff, the rotation? There is, there really isn't one. No, it's a way more nuanced conversation than uh, than a lot of people think that the Yankees and, and Snell will find their ways back to each other. Maybe. Um, Here's my thing. The Stroman deal makes way more sense if they get Snell, right? We've all said that. The problem is the Yankees have constantly. What you're saying, though, and go ahead. You want to finish your point? Well, I was just the Yankees have constantly, and it's been one of the more frustrating things every offseason, is they play this game where it's like, if this works out and if this works out and if that works out, then we have a championship caliber team. You heard Cashman say it at the end of the season. You know, on paper, this team was much better than, yeah, because we had a lot of ifs, ifs, ifs. And a lot of them didn't play out last year. For the last handful of years, you got lucky. They did play out more than maybe you would have expected. Last year, it all crashed and burned, and your best offensive player went down, and it was a shit show. But now here's the big, here's the thing, and it's, and again, the Yankees are smart because they make it tough to criticize them in a sense of the Yankees. Okay. Okay. If Cole has another great year, which I think he will, well, you better hope. If if Rodon pitches like the guy we thought we were getting, went to camp already and he's in shape. Okay. So okay. If Marcus Stroman can be a solid three, like if Marcus can. Stroman stays healthy, he will be a solid three. Okay. If Nestor Cortez comes back and, you know, he's even half the guy we got a few, couple of years ago. If Clark Schmidt, if this, if that, there's still ifs. So you get a guy like Snell, you're still saying but You're if. still saying, you are still saying still, if. I know you're still saying if, but you're saying if with all these guys right now. Except for one. And it's been that way since he's been here. Who? Eric Cole. No, no, no. I'm saying all the guys that are available. But I'm saying, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And no matter who you bring in here, if, if, if it's been that way since Garrett Cole's been here, everybody that's followed him in the rotation, everybody but you that... got to load me up on the ifs. You got to load me up on the ifs at this point. If we're going to have only ifs outside of Cole, look, I, I truly believe from what I'm hearing about Rodon right now, I think he starts the season healthy. And I think this guy can get into a rhythm and really be the pitcher that we need. If he's healthy, I think he will be, I think he'll be really good. I don't think he needs to be a guy that throws in. <laughs> if he, honestly though, if Carlos Rodon, we're, we're a few weeks away from this when we'll take a look at uh, Fred's projections for 2024. Uh, but 
will obviously one of them will be ERA, and I'm sure it's going to be inflated based off of next year. Yeah. He doesn't need to be. Would you agree or disagree? He doesn't need to be a guy that has to have an ERA in the mid twos next year. In the mid twos, I need high twos, very low threes out of him. He doesn't well, need a two five. I'm he thinking if a, he throws, if he throws to a three seven, three eight, I think this team's in great shape. I don't, I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm not just looking at what kind of shape this team is in, because you're thinking it over a course of a regular season, man. I need. Carlos Rodon to be a guy that we're handing the ball to in October after Cole and saying he's going to lock shit down in game two. If he's throwing to that type of ERA in, in, uh, throughout the course of the season, I think he's shown enough that you probably have some fair degree of confidence in him. In well, October. he's definitely getting the two spot, but I want more dominance out of him. I think he's capable of more than that. So why am I going to lower the bar for him just because he gave me the shittiest fucking first year you could ever imagine? That's what he is. No. No, there's no way. So back to what I was trying to say earlier is that if you want Blake Snell, that means that you don't like somebody in this rotation. Somebody in this rotation you want out of here. Yeah. I mean, it's unfair. It's unfair. But. <sighs> you know, SGR is not here to, <coughs> excuse me, to defend himself. I don't. I think that if you're going into this to sign Blake Snell, the logical choice would be for me is to remove uh, Mark Schmidt because I think maybe. But then again, you, you do you really want three lefties in your starting rotation? I don't know if that's advantageous for. Why? Why? Majority of hitters in Major League Baseball are right-handed. You're giving. You're going to give somebody a platoon advantage. There's a serious platoon advantage in a short series. Yeah, but I feel like that doesn't play out as well. Like, I feel like... I think the Yankees should trade Nestor Cortez. I don't know what the hell he's worth right now, but... It's it, it's so difficult to, to talk about because I actually thought Clark Schmidt proved more than just talent-wise last year. He proved that he could be a reliable guy to hand the ball to every five days. And I really like that about him. And Nestor was one of those guys, but what happened? For, he first he got first he ran out of steam two seasons ago, right? He was gassed in twenty twenty two, but he also finished but, the season hurt. Remember, he got pulled out of that game? out of the playoff game. Yeah, when he got rocked. Right. So then he's hurt all last year. The Yankees pushed him to a point where he had never been before. Remember, he threw like one hundred and fifty innings that season. So real, like, people think it's a knock on Nestor Cortez, but it's not necessarily a knock. It's more of like maybe you gave us beyond what we could ever expect out of you, and that's enough. And, like, that's just where it is now, and maybe it's time to move on. I don't know what he could – honestly, Nestor Cortez out of the bullpen is not something that I, I think helps this team. I – look, I, I actually kind of agree with – SGR in a in some sense that it's big to switch up the tempo like that, but it's really it's, you got to come in and I mean I, I know he did he did have some real high strikeout games as a starter, but it, you got to do one of two things if you're coming into the bullpen uh, coming out of the bullpen miss bats and keep the ball on the ground. I don't think he really I don't think he profiles that way. Yeah, but here's the thing you're. You're just thinking of it as out of the bullpen instead of going from a guy who throws 98 to a guy who fucks with the balance of hitters. But here's the problem with that. Baseball has changed. You don't just bring a guy in for one or two batters anymore. They have to at least face three in the start of an inning. So it's like, yeah, may, it's such a, like a niche role for him if he's going to be out of the bullpen that I don't think it it makes sense. I think he's way more valuable just trying to get pieces. I can't think of a I I don't know I, I don't know why I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, but let's say the Yankees were trying to to get out David Ortiz, right? Prime David Ortiz and you take the Yankees current bullpen. Is Nestor Cortez the guy you're calling on there? 
Yeah, you have everybody at your disposal. It's a, it's like the seventh inning right now. You got to get them out. No, that's not a spot where I'm bringing in Nestor. No. No, I'm bringing in Nestor when I have a guy throwing heat. Maybe not that close. You're not gonna bring game. him into to you're not gonna bring him in to clean up somebody's mess. No, no. And you're not gonna bring him in late in a game, and you're not gonna bring him in when it's necessarily close. Like I think oh, the, so become, basically there's no so you just talked you just you just debunked your whole thing. He doesn't know well, I just said then. it's too much of a niche thing where it wouldn't make sense. I think it doesn't make sense for him to be it's in the like bullpen. a in for me, it's like a five three game, fifth or sixth inning. You need a change of tempo. You bring in Nestor to try and keep things close to give your offense a, a chance in the in the later innings. Here's his two roles, right? Number one, he's a starter, which I don't think he makes it through the season. Okay. Or he goes back to being the bulk guy, pitches three innings or so with an opener. And if that's the case, do does anybody really want to see that? Do you want the Yankees to go that route this year? No. Okay, so... I, but again, like what's Nestor's worth out there? Probably not a lot. You probably won't get anything for him. But it's something that I think the Yankees should explore. Yeah. Don't forget about how good Clark Schmidt was, too, down the road. He wasn't yeah, anything I, to write home about. But for what we thought we were getting, for for when you think of Clark Schmidt, you think of that ceiling. And it's nothing that you're going crazy over and i think he exceeded what i expected he was capable of last year but again it's is clark schmidt your five i'm fine with that if he is if he's your five exactly if that's your five that's fine yeah but again as we've always seen the yankees tend to push these things further up the ladder than they and that's when they get screwed done i'm done okay so uh, we uh, we want to thank everybody for joining us in the chat tonight. If you're still in the chat, okay, hit the like button, subscribe to NYY Underground, okay? Do the pyramid scheme, go outside, tell okay. somebody, tell them to tell two people, have them tell pe two people to tell two people, tell them about NYYST and NYY Underground. And please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Weird day today. It was like kind of damp and rainy, but it was like 60 out. I wore shorts today. Shorts every day. All right. You shovel snow in the shorts. I shovel Just, snow in shorts. That's the one time I, I have to put pants on. I I didn't shovel in shorts this year. No. But sometimes I do, yeah. That's crazy. I don't like I don't like the feeling of snow on my skin. I don't like it. I uh, know. It's are you too sensitive? I'm very sensitive when it comes to that. So Okay. You got hit? Down Me? down there, yeah? Me? Yeah, you. Not yet. All right, so uh, we want to thank everybody for their continued support of NYYST and NYY Underground. Please, uh, again, subscribe to uh, NYY Underground. The fellows will be here every Thursday at 8.30 live throughout the course of the offseason. We're rapidly approaching spring training. The Yankees are going to re be reporting on February 14th. I believe, the, I believe the next time we talk will be in February, right? Yeah. It'll be February fucking 1st. Oh, it's my daughter's birthday tomorrow. I gotta say, happy birthday. oh Leah, I know, I know what I because I okay, 12. happy. Oh my oh, goodness! Okay. okay, okay. She's gonna start dating. Okay, okay, yeah, better not. She better fucking not. Okay, they're not drive or date. Drive and date. Uh -huh. I can't believe it, dude. We this off season, and I saw somebody tweet this earlier. It's like Juan Soto got traded. Otani oh, picked a new team. Those are two of the biggest names in sports, and it, it still feels in the sport, and it still feels like nothing has happened in this offseason. It's the it's got to be one of the weirdest offseasons because, first of all, we're coming off an offseason where, like, nothing, they did nothing. And you're right. Like, any other year, you'd be happy, but <sighs> I don't know, man. It's just not enough. It sounds like a spoiled Yankee fan. You'll be fucking apologizing for them. You're sorry. You love the team. They got Juan Soto, right? That's going to be the narrative for all the fucking YP. Here we go. I already started they the got, one. They got, Juan, they got Juan Soto and you're still complaining? Yeah, because, bro, this, look, you dug such a big hole, man. We need more. This is, when you get Juan Soto, you're telling me something. 
you're telling me you're about to go fucking all in. You're not just putting the tip. You're fucking diving all the way in. I think they're soaking this year, though. I don't think they are. I don't know if they're going to soak. You think they're soaking? Is, is one of them jumping on the bed while Cashman's soaking? Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Okay. okay. I don't know, man. But it's like, what? you can't just give me Soto and, and, and say, hey, I'm going balls deep. And then you just give me half. You can't just I, go halfway. I think they did a lot to improve this offense. I think Alex Verdugo, people are just not giving enough credit to. Oh, I love the Verdugo move. Again, like I, we've, we've been saying, Strowman's not the sexiest thing, but if he stays healthy, that one, two, again, one, two, three, right now, if, if Rodon and Strowman are healthy, I, I, find me a better one, two, three, or find me one that the Yankees can't go toe-to-toe with. We'll see. We got to be healthy. Okay. Be healthy. That doesn't say that they shouldn't go get Blake Snell. It's not to say that they shouldn't go improve the bullpen because, you know, there's still things that they need to do, but I don't <laughs> just go balls deep. I, I, you, I know you want an A plus off season. I'd give it a B plus right now. I'll and that's a lot. I'll go a step further. I'll give him an A, uh, an A minus. I'll give him an A. You get Juan Soto, you're an A minus. Here's the problem. A minus doesn't give me a, a team that I say they did everything they could to build me a World Series caliber team. Oh, you know you that's can't, the, and that's the problem. Well, would you give him an A plus if Yamamoto signed here? Okay, fair enough. But he, but he didn't. Yeah, I would. But okay, he didn't. Well, but he didn't. So you got to pivot. And I think they they did a they did a decent but not great job in the pivot. No, awful awful job so far. But I think that's I'll be uh, fair uh, to them. I think it's because they're still going to work on a deal. I don't think they're done yet. I don't think they're done. I'm going to how I'm big hold out. how big of a not done remains to be seen, but I don't think we'll they're see. done yet. We'll All right. See. Thank you for uh listening and watching episode 365 of the NYYST podcast. Chris, say goodbye. Peace. Top 10 radar, yeah, we on your radar. Mm-hmm. Never miss dog, and that's on occasion. Yeah, 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 we on your radar. Yeah, 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 we on your radar. Look, top floor, lifestyle, chef and boy, I'm cooking up. Put you high, ain't coming down, you see me if you looking up. I don't really talk too much, I show I'm running numbers up. Lucky that I'm strolling up, I'm going off, they know what's up. Talk.